mean, I'm cheap, so I'm going to finish it regardless. But it's really yeah. good cold. Well, my drink, my not finishing drinks isn't about me drinking. It's about my uh, short attention, my attention deficit disorder, which isn't an attention deficit disorder. It's an uh, attention uh, regulation disorder, <laughs> which is why ADHD people often can not hyper focus. They just don't, they don't have the ability to control it. How, so the more you, you know. So you, you killed something. <laughs> you killed something this week. I did. How did that go? It's such a long story. You know what? Uh, I'm just going to say a few things before we get going here. Uh, number one, I was thinking about this on the way home yesterday. My little six-hour drive. How does the audience feel about uh, doing like a story segment now and then? I was listening to Bear Grease podcast and they have like a lot of stories and I really enjoy them. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I have so many funny and stupid stories about hunting. Uh, I wonder if anybody would be curious to hear them and you know, all that. But anyways, also before we get going, go check out allylandmunitions.com or if you're in Midland, stop by Outdoors. So, uh, I guess you can say our hunt season is officially kicked off. Like this is what a lot of people do with, um, speed goat hunting or antelope hunting they that's how they kick their season off which i typically kill things throughout the year so it's you know this although i'd have to say for myself dove hunting kicked off my personal season of the goal this year is once again the same goal as last year but this year i'm actually doing it regardless of what's happening stocking the freezer or? stocking the freezer and the goal is all next year i'm not buying any steak game meat only now, doing good on Dove, about as much Dove as I want anyways. <laughs> doing right. good on Dove. Uh, and we officially have an antelope in the freezer. Now, well, it's not officially there yet. But I still got to further process it. But before I get into all this, uh, I just want to go back to the prep for the hunt. And when I said, I made this statement of, I feel pretty squared away. If I mess up now, it's going to be like totally my mess up. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> but I'll get into that anyway. So I got uh, linked up with, how, how do we let, gosh, it's local outfitters. I mean, Legends <laughs> of, of the Cimarron. Legends of the Cimarron. Gosh dang it! And uh, you know, we practice this for five minutes. Yeah, exactly, minutes we're totally prepared and still like did not. Uh, golly, where is it? I lost it again. Oh, Legends of the Cimarron Outfitters or hashtag Loco. Uh, this is good brand, good friend of mine, Dane Drake. Uh, he's actually out of Oklahoma, but he has places everywhere. Uh. You know, I told him this year, I'm like, I, I want to go on more hunts. I want to go more places and hunt. And I want to get the fr the the freezers got to get filled. Um, I'm doing it this year. And he was like, man, I I usually have. And I told him, I was like, when I went with Daniel on his uh, speed goat hunter, pronghorn antelope, I really enjoyed it. I really, you know, I want to do that. So he's like, I usually do one a year. And I'm like, get down, put me down for it, which is months ago. So. He's like, we're going to be going up in north of Canadian, Texas. I'm like, perfect. Uh, which I've been through there a grillion times going up to, you know, up north, uh, Oklahoma. But I've never been, like, a, around Canadian. I just always pass through there. It's a really cool little town. Uh, 
there's a little restaurant there that I can recommend. Uh, it's um, the Crazy Goat or some shit. I don't. It's, it's like uh, I had a stuffed baked potato. It was really good. But anyways, uh, Canadian shout out to Canadian Texas. Uh, I love that little town. Uh, it's just very quaint and small. But I've never been. You know, usually, like I said, I go through there, and it's it's badass country. Uh, it's very hilly and deep draws and stuff like that. But I've never been like around Canadian, and this place is like like I said, just north of Canadian in the country. Uh, this particular spot of his, like I said, he's he's got property everywhere uh, for his. So we're gonna have Dane in here. Sometime soon, I'm hoping, but he's very busy this time of year. Obviously, he's an outfitter to talk about his guiding service and everything else. Like, he's been, chances are, if you're in like deer hunting shows and shit like that, you've probably seen some of his clients. Uh, he's had all kinds of people on out to hunt with him and everything else. And they, you know, they do a little bit of everything as far as like whitetail, big ass whitetail, mule deer, uh, I th- maybe elk. I don't remember. Uh, a few all dad and you know, like I said, one or two speed goats every year, pigs and all kinds of shit. But, uh, the cool thing about Dane is he's a coyote hunter. Uh, and actually we got linked up last year. Uh, we did a lot of coyote hunting together and it was a freaking blast. I, I really enjoy, uh, Mr. Dane Drake. Uh, he also has a, uh, auctioning service. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Terrible host here, but we'll get to that. Once we have him on, we're just going to talk about the hunt and, uh, I had a few, uh, few issues and i can't i just i've just been like i should well you know we we had the camera guy out and you're gonna see a video at some point um obviously we'll pull reels and shit like that but you'll see an actual video for the people asking you're finally gonna get one i just uh, you know it's probably gonna take a little bit of time to get everything prepared and ready and uploaded and all that it's it's you know we're gonna have some great footage i will say that uh so I left out of here feeling feeling very, very prepared. But from the time the guide had been out there to the time I show up, had, had some time elapsed. And that part of Texas had been getting a lot of rain. And there was, of all the, the, the you know, I went off of what my parameters were via the guide told me. Like, you can do this type of shooting and everything else. I will say this, Dane kind of cucked me on how far I could shoot because you could literally see miles upon miles from up there. Now, would that have changed my rifle platform? Only one slightly. Like, I was still going to, I was bound to turn and shoot one with six arc. But I would have taken another larger rifle uh, because this was very different than my first experience antelope hunting when me and Dan went. Me and Dan went and there was lots of cover I mean, anybody who's been antelope hunting knows that they, they, they're not the smartest. But uh, the place we went originally with Daniel, there was some cover. Like, we could slip around a little bit and stuff like that. This out here was a very different situation. The grass had shot up due to all the rain. And meanwhile, I had been practicing prone in the off of you know prone to sitting on on a chair like a wood predator hunting like a little stool 
didn't do any tripod practice. Now, I practiced enough off tripod to maintain a level of proficiency. Proficiency? Did I say that right? For myself, out to 400. Like, that's just kind of where I stick with a tripod, shooting, standing up off of tripod. Now, sitting down, different ballgame. Like, I'm, I'm confident out to 1,000. But standing up off tripod, I it, to fall within my standards, 400 is where I stop. And I set standards for myself for everything. It's like, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> we'll get into <laughs> But anyways, so, and, you know, we don't really have a lot of tall grass out here. Like there's, but think about it. Like there is a few spots I could have like went in and I'm going to go back and duplicate the situation because we do have a few spots. The grass is tall, just tall enough to where I could duplicate and uh, figure a few things out with the range finder. And I'll get into that in a minute. So like, you know, like we said in the, the previous podcast, I took my 16 inch with a one to 10 and I, I'd synced up my handheld range finder to it the Vortex uh, 4000 GB. And then I had the impact on top of the 20 inch. Now I'm like short range, long range, but I gave a, <clears throat> I give the guide. Like, I'm like, I don't want to shoot nothing close. Like that's not my jam. And, uh, I was like, realistically like 500 marks somewhere around there. Like I, that's where I want to go with the six hour, you know, also we're trying to film and, uh, I, I merely mentioned something to Justin about a thousand yards and he just kind of looked at me like, you know, I want better footage of essentially what I got from that look. But anyways, so I get out there earlier than everyone cause I'm super pumped and excited. <laughs> and I wanted to go, uh, confirm the rifles, which they were fine. You know, it's kind of the same elevation and stuff like that, except for when you get top, but whatever, everything's good to go, you know, uh, and I seen very quick, I'm like, ooh, they've gotten a shitload. Of, I mean, matter of fact, it rained on me the whole way there. They've got a shitload of rain. This grass going to be a real fucking problem. But, I, you know, it is what it is. We'll make do. Uh, you know, I'm sure we can navigate the terrain, make this happen, everything else. So I get out there. Like, the range, they have a range there. It is so grown up, you can't even see the targets. Except for, like, the furthest targets. But I may do again. There's, there's, it's, it's beautiful country, and it, you know, you're probably gonna hear me say this at nauseum because it is so freaking beautiful out there. Like it is, it's, it's almost mountainous looking. But the, the reality of the situation is, like, you're down in the bottom, and there's massive canyons essentially, and there's cap rock on top. But it is absolutely beautiful, which also allowed me to just use rocks on the side of these big hills, and I had good five to a thousand yard stuff and I, I planked around and made sure both rifles were square and data was still good and all that stuff so we're good to go uh but again like as i'm driving from place to place kind of twiddling around i'm just like this fucking grass and i'm you know i hadn't been up on a cap rug yet but i'm like this fucking grass gonna be a huge fucking problem for everything because i'm talking like some places it's chest high and I'm like, please, for the love of God, let the top not be so bad. Because, I, you know, I assumed that's where the speed goes were going to be. Because they, li they like that type of country versus, like, down these draws, bobs, it's just nothing but fingers and everything else. And it's, you know, a lot of trees, a lot of water and everything else. But, like, I, and, and, you know, assuming I'm – but I haven't been up there yet because <laughs> I got 
I got to the, we had a nice accommodation, the little house, uh, and got everything unloaded, got everything squared away and all that stuff. And then, you know, everybody got there. The guide, his name is Bailey Sanchez. And then, uh, Dane, the owner of the loco, loco for short, Legends of Cameroon Outfitters. And then, uh, the camera guy rolls in, uh, his rad little rental car, <laughs> which we give directly give him shit about, but. So, you know, we take off and literally, uh, Justin's like, dude, I seen a nice one right off the road as I was coming in. So I'm like, uh, let's go over there and take a look at it. You know, take a look at it, make a move. Now we get up there again. I still haven't been up top. I get up there and it is, uh, it is really fucking open. The only, the only cover you have are these finger draws and the goddamn grass that it's anywhere from waist high to chest high. It's like, it's you know that, uh, and I told Justin, I told Justin that uh, I hope that uh, there's some sort of real cut from that to where I look like Spartacus. You know that spot where he's like going to heaven, he's walking with his hands. It look the fields look like that, like it's it's ridiculous. The Elysian fields. <laughs> yes, and I'm just like, oh, this is gonna suck so bad to shoot out of, like, because you can't just, you know, yeah. The funny part is we pull across the cattle guard because there's several like dividing fences everywhere on top of the cab rock. And it's literally sitting there hundred yards off the road with a couple does or use whatever you call the, the female version of antelope. And here's the, even under another end up being a point of contention, even though this is a massive ranch and it's surrounded by other massive ranches Technically, this is a county road that goes right through the middle of it. It's one of those deals. We, you know, both sides is free reign. You know, the ranch we're on, but it's technically a county road. So you can't shoot on or, you know, how many ever feet or whatever, which I wouldn't have wanted to. Like, I'm not a, you know, even if we're on a ranch road, I'm not a shoot from the pickup kind of guy. That's just not my jam. I mean, so I'm like, okay, well. I was like, I know I said, like, I'm not going to pass on anything that you say is mature and good. And he's sitting there telling me, like, that's a really good one. I said, but, you know, we literally just got up here. Let's go look around. I want to see some country. I want to see some more. And they weren't they weren't moving off anywhere. And it's so open. Like, all you got to do is get a little advantage vantage point, and you can see for miles, like literal miles. So we move on. We look at several more, and, you know, it's we end up determined. Like, it's starting to get a little bit later in the day. End up determined, like, let's just chase that one. Like, that's a really good one. They're telling me it's really good and all that. So we come up with, like, a little plan, and I'm like, just drop us off way downwind. Well, because they're kind of in this weird spot where it flows down this side into deep draws, and it flows down this side, deep draws, and you have this stupid county road right in the middle. So I'm like, drop us over here. We'll walk up this way, get within 500, take him out. So, and I'm... You know, this is Justin's first, of all the stuff he's done, this is his first uh, pronghorn antelope hunt. And, I, you know, we, we get out, they, you know, take off, leave us. They get, they're going to go get up on a high vantage point and watch from afar, essentially. Uh, and then, you know, make sure they're not in the way or anything like that. So we take out in the field and we stop. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm going to get my shit squared away real fast. And I'm telling, I'm talking to Justin. I'm like, so how far can I shoot one of these? Because 
we're currently at we got we had gotten up to about six hundred, and I'm just like, they're they're not they're not paying us any attention, you know, because we're also kind of like the topography we're able to kind of walk around a little bit without being seen, but we're starting to we're starting to ease up and kind of in our position where it's going to be my best place to shoot from. And I'd already decided, like, I can't go full prone. It's just the grass is too tall. I'm going to have to go off the bag, which is fine. I've practiced a lot. The wind's perfect. It is kind of whipping a little bit, but we're right in line with wind. You know, make everything much easier. So Justin's like, can we get a little bit closer than this? You know, I want to get really good footage. And I'm just like, <sighs> And I, I was like, let's ease up a little bit more. So he's up a little bit more. And about the time, we're around 500. About the time I'm turning around, I'm literally telling Justin as we're, we're starting to like creep down a little bit, you know. I'm literally telling Justin, like, I know they seem really stupid when you're in a vehicle. But I said, this is a county road, and we've already seen several oilfield vehicles go down it. I said, when you're on the ground, it's a different ball game. I said, that's how the whitetail are at, west texas i was like you can drive by them all day and live long day they won't pay much attention but when you get on the ground it's a different ball game about that time one of the user does whatever you call them sees us and says fuck this and takes out <laughs> and I, I turn around look at justin i said i guess you're gonna be filming about a 500 yard kill <laughs> you know i know it's not that close i know how photographers and videographers they, they want the close-up they want the eyes and they're and i'm just like that's not this hunt guy so start start accepting that uh so did he did he have any kind of was he just running like the what lenses like was he running like 100 or 400 or he was running something big it wasn't i brought the i took the big lens but he had something on his cannon yeah he built out a rig that was really fucking long but it looked slightly different i don't you don't have to ask but did he you guys have any like gopros on a spawning scope or anything like that no no yeah no because i mean Basically, we would do all the spawning from the vehicle and then get on foot. You need to tell him the new iPhone can shoot raw, and he needs a. You guys, we need to figure out like a you know spotter. Well, because you can actually on the new iPhone, you can plug a hard drive into it for the long range shit, and then you can yeah get like a badass whether we order some really right stuff like on a Swaro. Definitely gonna have to figure something out because I want to like you know again like if it had been like we're good. I just, just right there would have been the perfect spot I could have shot it. Yeah. The wind was great and everything else. So they, instead of going down left, which would have been awesome for us, because it would literally just pivot and that would give me more elevation to shoot over grass. No. They decide to go over the county road, which again, it's literally just county road going through the middle of the ranch. On to the other side. So I'm like, okay, let's just fucking wrap around. There's a couple fingers there. They're going to pop up. It's going to be four or 500 yards away. Shoot them. Well, <laughs> at some point, I think it was an oil field truck or something went by. Spooked them a little bit more. They go down the middle of this big bottom. And when they come out, it's a totally different group. But there's still this one doe or you. I'm going to just call it doe for the sake of this podcast. The buck we're after. And then the other doe or you whatever it was disappeared and what she did was she picked up two young ones two young bucks or rams whatever the shit you call a pronghorn so now we have four chasing one and apparently she's hot because they are on her like like 
for whatever reason, when they were sitting over here, everything was fine. But when they went down this draw and picked up the young ones, it became a thing. So we go way the fuck around. Uh, we have the truck come down and pick us up. I was like, take us way the fuck down here at the other end of this draw, kick us out again. Which is the goddamn county road wraps all the way around this massive area. Okay. So we haul ass down there. Me and Justin get out, uh, get our shit, get ready to just like, we're standing there basically at the edge of the county road, deciding which direction to go to get set up on them. Cause we're, we're thinking they're going to work up this draw. And they're kind of, they kind of come in about four or 500 and they're just kind of piddle fucking around. And then all of a sudden, one of them, uh, little bad boys decides he really really interested in this doe and they take off hauling ass right towards us literally come trucking it by us within 60 yards <laughs> you know like i said we're still within 30 yards of the county road they go to the county road and just stop in the middle of the county road which you'll see there'll be a clip of it somewhere like they just they, it was almost like they knew so we're just standing there like goons watching them. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, that's about fucking right. <laughs> it's, they literally get in the middle of the county road and then they just stand there for a while looking at us. And then they decide to walk right down the county road where we just came from for another mile. And I'm in there. They're, you know, they're kind of small animals. This is a good five strand fence. Uh, in body size comparison, like they're, the the male I shot the the stature of his body was probably the size of one of our really good does around here. Like they're more barrel chested, but you know size wise give you an idea. But they're really nervous about this fence. Like they they just cannot make up their mind if they're going to try and go through or not. But also they can go back the other way. So we're just sitting there, just watching them because I'm like, if they go across, we need to be across. But if we go ahead and cross the fence, then they go the other way, then that's we're gonna be fucked. I'm like, we're fucked if we do, fucked if we don't. So let's just watch what that doe does, because they're just literally just, like she's just trying to decide where she's gonna go through the fence or if she can. And all the little bucks and shit are just like it's just like this clusterfuck, and I'm just like, <laughs> you, know, you can't do nothing because they're on the county road. But like I said, we have all the land around it, so we just got to figure out. Again, there's a cross fence right here. We need to figure out if we need to be on what side and set up and everything else. Cause you can, you can take what knowledge you know about animals, how they like to move and everything else about how they like to move through draws and everything else. And for the most part, these things like to, but they'd also do like random shit a lot of times. Uh, but anyways, we'll get more of that later. So eventually the doe gets crossed. I'm like, okay, we're over the fence. You know, at this point, daylight time's ticking. So we slip over there, try to get set up. We had them over there, 550-ish, and I did not have a clear shot. Just too much grass. And I know Justin is actually up on the tripod right behind me. And it's literally like right there at the, the all the grass and the hilltops and everything else. It's literally right there at the cusp. Like, I just needed them to go this way, like 50 yards, and they're solid. Everything past that is just, it's not worth trying to me. So, they move on. And I turn around and look at Justin. And I'm like, do we have enough daylight to run them down? And do you want to run them down? <laughs> I said, because I can get over there and get set up on that next ridge and kill that son of a bitch. 
And at first I said yes, but I think, you know, I just take off running. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, like, I don't know if he knew, he realized how ambitious I was, but <laughs> I turn around, he's way back there. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's probably, like, the light's probably not there. Like, it's also nearing, like, legal shooting light. So I finally, I'd, I'd stop and i just watch him. So, you know, first night, bust. <laughs> but, I mean, we literally just got there, so... And then I asked Dane, I was like, are they going to be like in the, within a general area tomorrow? And he's like, yeah. So we go into camp, eat everything else. Uh, next morning, it's raining like some bitch. Uh, so we didn't start till like eight or so. We get up there and we finally find this some bitch on the very backside. But at this time, like I, I, you know, went through the paces of everything I've seen, the topography and terrain and everything. And I told Justin, I'm like, I'm probably going to run that longer rifle. And I said, six, 700, that might be a thing today. So I'm sorry. It's not, it's not what you was wanting, but it's probably going to happen. Cause like, I was like, every time we get, if you notice, every time we get within, you just don't know how to stalk 500 yards, like they're, it, the fucking does they're gonna spot you and they're gonna i was like if we just stay a little bit further it's fucking game over but we go through there the ranch and everything else and we're looking at all the different ones hadn't seen him we finally find him and guess what it's on the boundary of the ranch across on the neighbors but and i have at this point i swamped to a my uh mdt tripole because i'm like okay this should square me away I can go from prone to knee to on a stool and be able to clear this grass. So, like I said, I, my personal limit boundary, whatever you want to call it, is 400 on tripod. So, to me, tripod was out of the question. So, we get back there, and he's bedded down right over the fence on the neighbor's. And down this finger that he's at the very top of, down this finger is a water source. <clears throat> so I asked Dana, I'm like, what's the go? Should we stay camp on this bastard? I said, I know enough about animals that eventually he's going to walk down there in this water. Like at some point, you know, he's like, yeah, I think we go down here, slip around this side. This is after us watching for a while, you know, because he's just kind of taunting us over there. But we make a plan. We're like, we're going to, we're going to drop y'all over there. So y'all can just sit up because he is, we, we agree he's going to come down there. Well, no sooner we said this, the son bitch decided to stand up and walk down the fence instead of coming down the draw. <laughs> so we're watching him and I'm like, Dane, you know, what's the go? You know, you're the man. Should we get on foot? Just kind of quietly follow him. Like, what do you, you know, we feel as if he's going to come back on this property too, but you know, we never know. And Dane's like, he's going to get pushed on here, right up there on top of the hill. Because we're kind of sitting in between the hill and the bottom of the draw on this road we come in on. He said, there, what he, the neighbor's fence kind of comes into a V and those, those cattle up there. He said, he's going to cross over there on the hill. Guarantee it. Fair enough. So me and Justin get our stuff back ready. Sure enough, he gets over there, crosses the fence, back on. So man, just make a little plan of attack. I was like, he's gonna come down this other finger, get back down the draw. I said, so hopefully he'll stay just on the side of the hill, to where we can just kind of get over here and get a position. You know, whenever he's there, it'll be about five, six hundred yards. Be great. Now, to us, the grass looks 
like the side of the hill we need we need to be on the grass looks slightly lower so it should like work out as we're slipping over there but we're kind of we're kind of trying to lag back behind him so we can watch him i i think justin didn't have his wrap over his lens so the white's on there i think he saw that the son bitch walked 100 yards from us like he turns and comes at us but we're from from where i am compared to where justin is all i could see is head and I'm, you know, I'm not willing, and he's also skylined, and I'm not willing, like, I know I can shoot some bitch, but also didn't have no neck, no chest, nothing. And I'm not just going to shoot into some grass on assumption of where the body is. But I'm also sitting there thinking, like, how mad is everybody going to be at me if I just shoot this some bitch right in the head? Like, because I know how people are about the mounts and shit. And it really, like, you know, it stood there for like five minutes, and I'm sitting there telling Justin, like, I should just shoot it in the head. I should just shoot it in the head. <laughs> yeah. and i should have <laughs> so <clears throat> it eventually like grows tired of just looking at nothing it goes on down the draw like we wanted we get over there in position it's good he just needs to move a little bit out of it to get over some more grass and this is where i first you know i'm this is the first time running while hunting the impact 4000 and i found a fatal flaw not with the unit but with running a rifle mounted rangefinder okay so i'm i'm on the bipod and it's extended and everything else but i'm having lots of trouble with the grass it is it is hitting grass on the hill and it is hitting grass at hill and i mean i'm getting ranges all over the goddamn place whereas if i was just running again if i'd have just had the 16 inch on the same tripod bipod handheld i can just raise up and you know hit him so i'm trying to like hold the rifle up look through the scope without being seen because we are kind of the grass is a little bit lower on us but as you go down the grass gets taller because it's in the bottom so we have a little bit of camouflage but not a lot uh, and i didn't want to push it so i'm just because i already got justin up above me so having lots of fucking trouble with the grass and i'm just like fuck of course so I just told Justin, I was like, we're just going to sit here and watch him. Like, he's just going to have to give us a better spot. You know, it's, I was like, I'm getting too many very varying ranges. Like, it's just, it's not good. So we sit there and then out of nowhere, this little young buck comes flying the fuck in there. Like, I don't know what he's going to do, but he kind of ruffled it even a little bit. They didn't fight or anything. They just kind of like circled each other and, uh, you know, so eventually they decide they're going to go up the other side, which works out perfect for us because it puts him in. I don't have all this interference with grass anymore. So he gets up there and I'm just like, Justin, yell at that motherfucker, get him to stop right there. Cause that is perfect. I'm getting a range. So Justin stops him and I had to make a split second call on wind. I called wrong. I, I went against. Okay. So let me explain the situation here. It's close to 600 and we're getting this. Okay. So what we're essentially what we're at now is we're shooting through a draw. The elevation change from where we're at to where he is line of sight is nothing, but my bullet is traveling through this draw that starts at nothing and goes super deep at the bottom. So, um, distance from the ground to the bullet at muzzle is, you know, whatever. 24 inches or so 30 inches maybe because i might extend it 
distance from him about the same but distance over the middle of the flight path is going to be about 45 feet probably and that morning we had no wind and then all of a sudden it started blowing and for where we're at i looked down real quick looked down at the bottom and the fucking grass is nearly laid over so i'm like oh i'm getting a fucking severe whip through this bitch like a like a wind tunnel effect so I go against, my gut is hold what it's calling for because it's so close. Like it's it's 600 yards, 600 something to the animal. But I've got this wind tunnel effect when it, where it's like 15 mile an hour. And I'm looking at it and I know like you either add two tenths or you just hold dead on. Add two tenths or hold dead on. Add two tenths. You know, send it right in front of some bitch. I felt like such a horse's ass. <laughs> That's, it was so heartbreaking because I, you know, and I even waited another split second for the gust to hit again. Like, you know, again, it's like a wind tunnel shooting down this way. So I, I waited for it to gust one more time and I added two tenths. I think the original solution was like one or two tenths. And I added two tenths and sent it and fucking right in front of it. And I'm just like, oh, you're such a fucking idiot like within that range i should have just you know stuck with the normal two tens and sent it you know and i'm just like i started overthinking is what the fucking deal was because I, I was slightly like i was slightly panicked about having so much trouble with the range that i was i was slightly nervous but i you know when he walked up there i'm like oh we're good I, i've hit this range multiple fucking times now like I, i'm very confident so woof but it is what it is. It's a fucking shit wind call. I went against what I, but it, whatever. It's shit's going to happen, whatever. He, we he, we have vast amounts of acreage here. We can find him again. It's not a big deal. So we go back to the truck. Now I'm just like, let's just fucking ease around and let him calm down. Because now him and this bucker, little young bucker travel together. I'm like, he's only going to be one of a few places in this massive fucking, you know, he didn't run off and just like kept going. You know, they stopped for a second. We have kept going. But I will say this about antelope. After just sitting and fucking glassing them for a while where they can't even see you. The And I don't know if it's due to the rut. It probably has a lot to do with it. Like they're very fucking sporadic behavior. Like we watched this one younger one for a while because I was I was curious on how their behavior is because I I want to know when we actually go hunting them. We watched this one young one. He like he was running for a little bit, and he stopped, looked around, laid down. That lasted about five minutes. He got up, ran for a little bit, stopped, laid down. Then he walked a little bit. Then he ran the other direction. Then he ran back where he came from. Like it was just very erratic. I don't know if he was catching scent of a doe or whatever, but you know pretty erratic and i'm sure it has a lot to do with like they're i think they're he said their rut's kind of wrapping up so like the last few are hot and shit like that but anyways we go down there we find him you know we're watching from long fucking ways off and i'm asking you know we're looking on onyx finding out where all these fingers are and everything else we put together a solid plan and we execute so basically we go down the ranch road get way ahead of them to where if they go to where we think they're kind of funneling we're going to be perfect set up. Like we're finally going to have a good, a good spot to set up four or 500 yards, wait on him, shoot him. As soon as he kind of moses in there, we're going to be able to get in position without being seen. It's going to be great. 
He has one other opportunity. Uh, what other? Uh, what'd you call it? Uh, one other way he could go, which would kind of back behind us. Uh, so we needed to get up on top of this little hilltop. I'd say little, it's pretty fucking massive and watch both sides of these cuts. And then we send, uh, the guide and the owner way up. You can go way up on the top of the cap rock. Cause now we're kind of down the lower massive ravine type shit. And I'm just like, go up there and just fucking glass for us and kind of let us know if he's going to go on what side of this massive hill. Because, I mean, we're talking about pretty good walks, and those fucks moved pretty quick. So we get over there, and we start heading up kind of where our cutoff point, and he tells us, he's like, he's going to the other side, so y'all just wrap on around. You should be in great position. And it was, with the exception, the fucking grass. <laughs> the grass is a major fucking problem again. And, you know, we're trying to – we got him – in a position where we're lacking and I like the wind that's set up and it's, it's actually kind of the winds kind of stabilize it. Like, a. I feel like it was 14 on the Kestrel. I don't remember, but it's stable. It's not like whipping and dying and shit like that. It's kind of stable, but I know cause we're, we have no cover. We just have grass and we're trying to keep pretty low, but also you have a fucking camera and everything else. So, I know we need to be shooting somewhere within this, again, 500-yard range. But you get much closer, you're going to be too exposed by the layout of topography. And he's actually by himself, finally, doing a little bit of feeding. So we, like, I get set up. uh, The tripod pulled out pretty good. Literally laying on my backpack to shoot. Looking at him. Getting ranges, nope, that's not good. Scooch over a little bit more, adjust the legs, nope, that's not good. You know, it's this whole fucking battle back and forth without trying to move too much and be seen and everything else. I finally get to a spot, and I feel very confident I'm getting the right range. Like, I ranged and ranged and ranged. I even pulled out my handheld, pick a boot up, hit him again, felt pretty confident again. He's still kind of feeding around, so he's moving, so I'm just constantly, like, I'm waiting for an opportunity to where he's going to stop good. Hit him a few more times with rangefinder. I know my wind's good. Everything's square. I'm like, okay, Justin, I think I think I'm I think I'm solid on the range. I'm about to do this. And he's like, go. Shoot low. Fuck me. Hit the grass. Hit a range again real fast. Adjust up a couple tents. Shoot. Hit. But it's not a kill. And I'm like, fuck me running. I just wounded a fucking animal. Like I, I'm just the the and he's kind of squirming around so it's not like i can just fucking you know i'm not gonna do that and i'm like well just watch him for a minute kind of see if he what he does so he kind of you know he roams around he's he's hurt he's limping real bad he fucking turns away where i'm not comfortable shooting at you know he gets up there turns broadside i'm i'm ranging again i think i'm ranging him but i'm not i'm fucking hitting grass and i shoot again it's low so I'm, at this point, I'm just like, I'm pretty fucking mad <laughs> more than anything, but it doesn't help. So they watch where he goes and literally naturally he gets to the fence because we're not at this point. We're not that far from the neighbor's fence. Again, he crosses the neighbor's beds down. So Dane's like, Hey, I'm going to call the landowners, you know, 
We're going to do everything the right way, obviously. I'm going to call landowners, get permission. We'll go in there. It's not a big deal. Like, people out here are very understanding. Like, shit happens. So we go into town. We get lunch at the Stinking Goat or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> They're in Canadian. Uh, it's a really cool place. I should have took pictures, but I totally forgot my phone. Anyways, we get permission. Landowners were freaking awesome and nice and everything else. But this fucking field is literally, not, like I said, you'll see the photos. It's literally the field from uh, the movie. Like, it's... <laughs> It looks like a massive wheat field, and I'm just like, Jesus. I was like, this is going to be even harder to did, fucking shoot out of. Did, did uh, Justin film it? Oh, yes. Because it's like that. that's a meme in the video, videographer community. is just like everybody, everybody in their student film and just copying that shot. We'll play, we'll play it here with the gladiator music. Yes. You know, you or can totally, or uh, 300. You, know? you can totally do that in this field because, I mean, it is, it's a, there's massive cuts and shit. But it's literally all that grass that's fucking over waist high, and it's it's thick. I, I don't know what the the grass is called, but in the bottom it's even taller. Fucking the the wild sunflowers. Yeah, I'm talking like fucking twelve foot tall. Like it's ridiculous. But we can see them just enough. We come back from lunch. The landowner comes out. Uh, we talk to them for a minute. They get stuck. We had to pull them out, <laughs> which is a, you know he's wounded, so he's just bedded down over there. And I, at this point, he's bedded down, and it's 1,000 yards. And I just tell, and we're, from where we're at on this fucking road, I have a perfect spot to get set up prone. And just, because at this point, like, a couple of hours have lapsed, and I'm just, at this point, I'm just, like, sick to my fucking stomach. I'm just like, I can't believe I just fucking wounded a goddamn animal. Uh, I'm just, again, I'm just, I don't like it. I'm sick to my stomach. I'm pissed about the fucking bad wind call. I'm pissed about the fucking grass, which what the fuck can you do about that? But, you know, all these emotions. It's an emotional roller coaster for me at this point. And I'm just, I'm, I literally turn around and I just tell Justin, I'm like, fuck your footage. I'm about to kill this motherfucker right here. Like, he's, this is the best shot I've been presented with so far. I have a little no like a lay pro on. Literally putting the truck apart and get out, he decides to get up and limp off. <laughs> and again, it's way the fuck out there. And uh, Dane's like, it's not, he's not going to leave. Like, he can't, he's only moved a couple hundred yards. So he's wounded enough to where he don't want to be walking around much. But obviously, he didn't fatally wound him. I'm just like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you know, so we go way the fuck around and we get eyes on him from up high to where he can't see us, but we can see down on him. But again, we're on this fucking dreaded County road and we need to make a, you know, plan of attack. And at first I'm just like, dude, I can just fucking belly crawl out there and just fucking shoot the bitch point blank. Like this, if the wind's blowing hard enough. I can come in from downwind. <laughs> and you know, he's like, we don't have to be that extreme. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we need fucking elevation. Or else there's not happening, getting close and seeing over this fucking goddamn. Like I was like, this field is by far the worst. Uh, and we're making, you know, discussing like we're going to go down, come up over a little ridge, sneaking down low on the grass, get set up and just kind of wait on him to filter a little bit down further into this draw, which naturally he's probably going to. At some point, he's going to want some water. So he's going to start heading back. We're just, you know, plan is we're going to go down, get it set up again couple hundred yard shot just fucking in this goddamn thing because right now i'm just like i just want to kill this motherfucker i gotta fuck the footage at this point i just want him dead because i don't i do not like winning shit at all so plan of attack let's execute go 
So we go way the fuck down. We loop around this massive hill. Now, unbeknownst to us, there are some does in this field. And they fucking seen us uh, when we were walking a little bit liberally before we needed to, you know, step over into his territory. And they started panic fucking running because we had been pretty close to them. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't see them and thus him try to run the fuck off. Because that's going to be a fucking tragedy. Luckily, he never saw him. Because he was down here in the very bottom of this little finger draw. We get over there. Get about as close as we can, essentially. And get set up. Because at this point in time, like he, he the plans start to come together. Starting to get the warm part of the day. He's going to start heading back towards water. Now, he's very slow. Goes like he limp along, stop limp along stop like that kind of bullshit so we just go ahead and sneak up there to this one area we had like a very small area to where you was actually going to be able to see him where the fuck so i put out my fucking chair extend the legs as high as they'd go to where literally i'm just barely shooting over the top of the grass and uh i also again this time i'm running the i have the handheld and the fucking rangefinder ready to go because i'm like i'm not getting the wrong range again I don't give a fuck about it. Stand up peekaboo up on my feet real fast. But just as luck would have it, I guess he was just ready to fucking die. Because instead of like staying true to the finger of the draw, he starts working up the hill a little bit. Well, it just, he just do to do's all the way up there. Line of sight, 200 yards, fucking pauses for a minute. Boom, dead. And Justin. I'm sure this footage is going to be fucking amazing because, like, the the pretty of the field and everything yeah. else. And what happened was, you know what? I'm not going to tell everybody what happened when I shot him because they're just you're just going to have to wait for the video because it was fucking awesome. Dead. The fucking ammo worked perfectly when you actually hit him where you're supposed to be. Great. <laughs> Justin comes over there, gives me a fist bump, and he's like, congratulations. You know, and I, I just had to sit there for a minute because, like, Again, I told Justin, I said, I've never experienced this before with animals. This is my first time experiencing, like, being a, uh, being on a bit of a roller coaster mentally. Because, like, with all the, the little bullshit problems and everything else and the bad fucking wind call, the fact that I could have shot this fucker so many times, but you're also trying to film, and that puts a whole different level of stank on it. Like, if you're just going out there hunt, like, I'd have killed him the first afternoon. I'd have stopped back there at 600 fucking dropped him and been done with it. But, like, you're trying to film, so you're kind of, it's changing a few dynamics. Like, I was like, this has been a fucking mental roller coaster for me. But not so much as when I fucking wounded this fuck. Like, that was, the, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I should have just stood the fuck up. If I'd have scared him, oh, well. I should have just stood the fuck up, made sure I was ranging him properly, instead of just going, okay, I'm getting this consecutive range multiple times. But the reality of the situation is, because I played with this while I was waiting on him to come within my line of sight, playing with the range finder, the impact, figuring out where exactly I need to range to get the appropriate range. And it's, it's such a narrow window with this fucking grass being the way it is. But anyways, like the the... The mental roller coaster that I just went through, it had me so stressed and tense. Like, it was fucking crazy. But anyways, he's down. Justin Fitzmaster tells me congratulations. Then he then he gets his little jab in on me, which 
kudos to Justin. I would have said the same fucking thing. He's like, I guess you just need to get a little bit closer. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, ha, 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 fuck you. <laughs> Let's go up there and look at this fuck. I'm like, dude, I'm just glad I got the motherfucker killed. Like, I don't, I don't, I said, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's great that we got it on film and everything else and, you know, all that shit. But, like, past that, I would, I said, I'd have killed that motherfucker a thousand earlier had he not gotten up and fucking moved. I said, because the wind was perfect, meaning a straight, streamlined wind. There was no fucking real bad draws to shoot through. Fucking the GoPro, thousand yards. I could, I could, I could get good ranges on him. I was like, dude, I was, I was totally ready to just say, fuck the footage. The only footage you're going to have is me wounding this fuck. Like, or a very long ways of footage that wasn't going to be as good. But the 200-yard shift, probably fucking phenomenal. I mean, let's be honest. You, you'll you get to see the kill. I'm, I'm going to hold out for the kill shot because it was fucking awesome what the how it responded. Yeah. It's fucking dead. But anyways, uh, I just had to sit there for a minute because <laughs> I'm just like, fuck me <laughs> you know i was glad it was over but at the same time like i i enjoyed having some difficulty but it shouldn't have been like again like i don't know <laughs> it just goes to show you what i tell people all the time don't make a fuck how much you practice shit's always gonna happen yeah. and again <clears throat> you know i say that but there's there's always gonna be anybody who's filmed or anything like that there's always going to be a, a an added level smidge of added level difficulty when you're filming because like you may be fucking ready you may be willing and able and everything else and it may be perfect for you but if you're trying to film and it ain't good for them you have to decide right there did i just waste money bringing this camera guy or am i going to get the footage you know that that's that's the reality of the situation is and there was multiple times where i could have made it was perfect for ranging and everything else. And like, I could have made the shot and you know, everything is square, but it wasn't good for them or, you know, stuff like that. So I was sitting there thinking like, I don't like that. I wounded this fuck, but I do, I, I you know, I enjoy things being slightly difficult, slightly mentally tasking and stuff like that. I just, I didn't like the fact, you know, I could deal with the shitty wind calls or the, the problems with running a weapons mounted range finder in that tall ass grass. I could deal with that kind of bullshit. I did not like wounding that fuck. And, you know, it, it is what it is. We got him put down. It's good, great ending. We actually, uh, as cool as it had been to take the trophy photo right there, the only problem with it is it's so fucking deep and grass so tall. Like, you wouldn't have been able to really capture the fact that we're in a massive fucking finger of a draw because the fucking grass is so tall. And I was like, Justin... We could take some here, but I want to move over on these fucking rocks and shit. Like, we went... <laughs> Justin basically set up a full fucking studio on the side of a mountain. <laughs> and that's where we took the fucking... I can't wait to see them. I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't like seeing myself. But the scenery where we took them, it's probably going to be really fucking badass. Uh, I'm really excited to see that. So, and then, you know, we got him gutted and hung up and we went and made a few stands uh, uh dane took us to a swamp where there was uh so many mosquitoes and i found out justin does not like mosquitoes he was fucking judy chopping them fuckers the whole time he couldn't sit still which is i just sit over there and laughed about it because mosquitoes i don't know if it's i don't know if it's true about the blood type thing have you heard that i have no idea uh for whatever reason i don't get bit but they you know, obviously they're gonna land on me i got bit like twice uh 
So I just, you know, I've known this for a long time. I don't know why. I just don't get bit by mosquitoes much. And uh, I'm literally just covered in them. And I hope Justin took a photo at least. And Justin's over there. I don't think a mosquito touched him because he was moving so much. Like he was just fucking. <laughs> and we just, you know, we made two stands and we didn't see shit. Uh, we got to see more of the ranch. It was fucking awesome. The next day, me and Dang. Justin had to leave very early the next morning. He had to get back. That's why it's kind of rushed. Like, you know, uh, me and Dane went and seen more of the ranch. Made, I think we made two more stands and see a coyote again, which I mean, they could have been fucking standing next to us. We couldn't see them through the grass, but we were more or less just kind of joy riding around looking at the ranch and it's fucking beautiful. And it was very cool that morning. It was probably in the 40s, uh, yesterday morning. Uh, it was fucking amazing. And we, our last stand was like at, I don't know, probably 10 o'clock. Uh, it's still relatively early as far as the sun and everything else. And we're sitting here on the side of this fucking hill, backed up against these fucking canyons and all this other bullshit. And there's fucking mule deer here and there. And, you know, we seen some pigs, which I didn't understand that, why they'd be up there instead of not on the river where the fucking mosquitoes are. Which I told Dane, I was like, they're fucking don't want to be down there with the mosquitoes, you know. But anyways... And it dawned on me as I'm sitting there, like the stand was already over. We just made a quick stand. Didn't see nothing. Uh, you just fucking sit there and you're just like drinking all in. And dawned on me, I was like, I'm supposed to be out here. I just, something is calling me. Like, I just wanted to take off right then and be like, Dane, you just have my truck. You know what? Uh, tell Brooke and my kids where I'm at and then tell them to come see me. I'm just going to, like, you know, fashion a, a dwelling out here out of the mountains and. You know, it's just, I don't know. It just like, it hits you like, I'm supposed to fucking be out here. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I know it's weird. And I it, feel that way when I go to really good bars and cities. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I'm just like, fuck the city. <laughs> fuck cell phones. All that shit. Like, I, I'm supposed to be out here hunting and, you know, be, I'm supposed to be out here. Like, I just, I don't know. It was a very, again... It was a very overwhelming feeling. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever quite experienced it quite that much. Like I fucking love going new places, hunting and everything else. And I've had some special moments and different places we've been and everything else. But I don't know that it was a very, and maybe it was just my body releasing the stress from the, the, the self brought on stress from the prior hunt. But it was a very overwhelming feeling. And all I could just come to mind, I just looked at Dan. And I was like, I'm supposed to fucking be here. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say. Like I don't it's beautiful country. Uh the I'd have to say like getting my first antelope and it not being easy. I guess I guess I got what I wanted because I the first the only thing I told Dan is like I don't want to fucking just ride ranch roads and shoot one from the fucking ranch road off the side of the fucking pickup. Like I want to hunt this fucker, which after seeing it, I want to do it even more like I just want me and Justin to take the fuck off on foot and go kill one. Like I, I want to go just walk around glass that kind of shit. But next year maybe, uh, obviously. But his guide is a gentleman named Bailey Sanchez. I believe it's Bailey Sanchez. It's Bailey something or another. I believe it's Sanchez. Plays a little bit of guitar, a little git fiddle. And uh, that night, he broke out the guitar, which we'll, you'll see some clips of this on reels and everything else. And he played us a few songs. We had a little few laughs about it. And 
it's good time, good music. Uh, he's pretty pretty salty on a guitar, get fiddle. Uh, and I hope when we get Dana here, I hope we can get uh, Bailey to sit down as well because it super interesting. I'm sure I didn't. This is starting to affect the podcast. Is starting to affect me as a person. Okay. Not like that. From the standpoint, like I didn't want to ask Betty too much about himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm sitting here like I'm gonna have you on the podcast. I don't want to hear your story. Like, why do you know how to play guitar? Uh, why are you a guide now? Like, I want to hear all this stuff. Like, he plays a bunch of little local places there in them small towns, which is cool. Uh, just super chill, laid back dude. He, he just got him a little weenie dog, which I found fucking hilarious. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a cute little shit. He was with us the whole time, which is awesome. Uh, like a fucking grasshopper could have carried this fucker off. Like, I mean, it's fucking tiny. Uh, but I'm sitting here like I, I, I'd ask him a few things, but a lot of stuff in my mind, I'm just like, I'm not asking that until we're on the podcast. Yeah. I want to I wanna be asking it in real time and getting like the thing. Same thing with Dane. Like there's a lot of Dane is an auctioneer. And an outfitter, uh, super into fucking coyote hunting, has won several contests, stuff like that. Like, there's so many things that I'm holding off asking him for the podcast. <laughs> but, any, you know, it's fucking cool. Uh, fantastic time. Again, what is it? Leg- Legends of <coughs> the Cimarron. Cimarron Outfitters. Dane Drake, he's on Facebook. Uh, they don't have any more speed goats, I don't think, to sell. They don't have many of those every year. Uh, he does have an, some all dead. He has, they do some. I mean, he may be booked out. Like, you may be look at his page and all that shit. Like, they fucking kill monsters. And he has a lot of stuff in Oklahoma and some stuff in Texas. Uh, and like, like I said, you're probably going to be booking out like 2025 type deal. But, I mean, I'm sure, like, he has cancellations, so if you want to get on his list, probably get in contact with him. Super cool guy, super cool experience and everything else. Uh, again, I mean, it's just, it's too short. It's, it's literally, like, work a shitload in order to be able to leave for a few days. Haul ass down there. Hunt, I was going to say, you went haul ass back. fast. That's what. For whatever reason, that seems like all the my two antelope hunting experiences have been, like, mine and Dale's even fucking worse. 24 hours. 24 hours we was pulling back in this driveway with a dead antelope. Now, that wasn't by design. It just happened that way. But maybe I'll tell that story another day because it's pretty quite hilarious at times. But I don't know. I just, especially like the New Mexico thing with Daniel, like, I'm just like, yeah, this is cool as fuck. But I I just, I, you know, I wasn't drawn to it as much. This one, I'm just like, can I just take off for a month and just fucking stay here? Like, just go fucking hunt and shit. Like, I'm looking at these mountains like I want to be up there. <laughs> I want to go up there and glass. Yeah, you live in a basin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know, but I, you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. I can recommend their guide service for stuff. Uh, we're gonna you're gonna be seeing us do more stuff with them. I'm I'm lining up some meat hunts with him. Uh, you know, does and shit like that because you know I don't I love fucking eating deer meat so and seeing that country like any excuse to go see that country and I'm fucking in. Uh, and me and Dane, I'm sure we'll do some more cow hunting because he's very passionate about cow hunting, just like I am. So it's really fucking awesome. Before we wrap this up, 
I got me a mouth call. They made me a, he has a buddy and I'm an awful fucking guest because I don't remember his buddy's name. Maybe Dane can put in the comments or I'll we'll remember and put it in the comments. Uh, this is a cow, I guess a tip of a cow horn. Made me a little mouth call, put TPH on. It's really awesome. And the gentleman does listen to the podcast, so which makes me feel even more awful than I don't remember what the name Dane told me. <laughs> but gentlemen who watch this podcast, uh, we, I deeply appreciate this mouth going. It is going in here in the collection. Uh, anything else to add? Are we going to go ahead and tell people where I'm going? Well, this will be out after oh, this, you've... Yeah. This will be after I've gone, but this will come out before... This will come out... You. This is We're filming this before you've gone, but <laughs> this will come out after you've been there. I'll just go ahead, it's funny, I'll just go ahead and say, I'm going to see Vortex. I'm going to be on a Vortex podcast. Uh, unfortunately, Fitzy has had to back out because he hates fun. <gasps> I got to say that to someone else. <clears throat> oh, I have a bone to pick before we wrap this up. Real quick one. With Ooh. fucking Daniel Chandler. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I just got this overwhelming, you know, I've hunted with Dane and everything else, and he knows I'm a little bit weird about certain things, like having gear squared away and shit like that. Like, he was, he got baptized into that very quickly. I just felt like Daniel might have told him, like, I was the total fucking funny dud. Like, I, I just I had this overwhelming feeling that Dane was almost walking on eggshells around me a little bit. Like, like that you don't like to have fun? Yeah. Well, you are. You don't. I d- this is one told Dane. This <laughs> is my fun. Like when we're out there, like just yeah. I don't give a fuck if we go hike seventeen miles in this country. This is my fun. This is what I do for fun. Like, but I don't care if you have a beer. Ash, you know I don't, what? What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, Daniel, stop telling everybody I'm not fun. You know, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sad. I'm not going on the vortex thing. I was even. I was gonna bring a camera. Uh, I know. I was. Fucking- Really wished you were going. Hey, Nick, maybe next time. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited myself. It'll be well. I love the I love back end of any business, yes. and that's where I'm like, shit. Maybe there's some useful things, but maybe yeah, yeah. I've never been up that way. Yeah, you know, with Wisconsin, can get some. Oh, oh yeah, can get some cheese. <laughs> Go down the road there, eh? Uh, I don't know if that's how they actually talk. We'll do a wrap-up podcast about the the Vortex trip and everything else, and I don't know when ours will air or I'm on theirs or whatever. I don't know any of that yet, so we'll find that out just, you know, within the next couple days. With them. That'd be cool. They're like, we're never going to air this. I'm like, what happened? I wouldn't release the footage. <laughs> Everybody's like, he's a liar. He's a phony. Yeah. <laughs> If you go and they're just like there to like shit talk you, like shame, shame, Bring it. shame. I don't care. They're probably gonna be like, no, they're really. I mean, that's that's really cool because I mean, it's one of the few that I consistently watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, they they. I don't care what you think about Vortex products. I don't like them all, and I'm I'm not gonna pull any punches if they ask me. Like, there's certain products I really like of theirs. There's certain products I'm like that needs a little bit of work, but you know, there's something for everyone, and no one is doing their content as good as Vortex, meaning as far as teaching you about their product. Yeah, I went back and watched the uh, the Impact stuff, and I was like, and the fact that it's like already out when the product's out. It drops the same day the product's supposed to drop. Nowadays, they do that every time there's a new product. There's an overview video with the, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Oh, I'm horrible with names. 
Then there's a deep dive. Are you on how to the, use it? When you on the way up there, you're gonna like memorize the faces, the names. That way, you're like the only one I know is Mark, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember the other two's names, but I'm sure I'll learn. I like. I just I remember faces. Yes, and not names. Super exciting! A few announcements. If you stuck in this long, yeah, that is right. We you already know. You should already know that stems are back in stock. Uh, I've got a lot of catching up to do on QC and everything else. They're they're going to be at the store very soon. I got to QC a bunch and then take them back to the store. Stems are back. That means we can go into production on chairs again. Because I'm I wasn't now that we're getting them with holes already in them and all that stuff. I wasn't going to start producing chairs till we had stems in hand. Because like. What if they wouldn't have fed? Then we had to go back and ah, fuck that. But chairs will be back very soon and be looking. It's probably going to be December before I get everything in store because I'm talking like chairs and everything because I'm going to build a nice display that kind of shows you our new stuff. And we have some new stuff coming. But stems are available on the website. Chairs will be coming soon. I'm going to open up pre-orders very soon for chairs. And uh, chairs probably going to be going to production within the next, next week. But it's still like it's not just like, oh, they're there now. No. They got to go in production, quality control, cleanup, boxing, everything else. So they're going to go in, open up pre-sales this week. Uh, it'll be a couple more weeks before they're actually shipping. But probably December is what I'm thinking. December at the latest. I'm shooting for obviously as quick as possible, but I'm also being realistic with our time frames and workload. Coyote Tiro's coming. We got the fucking labels in today, and they're fucking badass. I, w- I want a goddamn shirt of Manly. <laughs> and then there's also an yeah, you know, it's another new thing coming. Another new thing. Another new thing. What's as far that? as ammo goes. Oh. And you'll see. But uh before I go, uh Mountains Mullets America. Did I say that right? It's Mountains Mullets America. Zach over there on YouTube channel, go check it out. We're uh, Ally Munitions officially sponsoring him, ammo and whatnots. If I w- if we had time to do a, a proper gun tuber YouTube channel about long range shooting, it's so much in line with what yeah. we do. I just started sponsoring him. So <laughs> I'm just like, he's also great for testing and shit, like further testing of it's, ammo's and everything. It's funny because on my end, he's one of the few. Because <sighs> I had a. As soon as I got a bunch of messages, people were like, fuck yeah, he's like the one guy I watch. Um, Legit dude uh, puts out great informational shit. Uh, re- become friends via text and everything else. He will be coming out at some point. And get I was going to say, where, where is he actually located? Utah? I forget. Okay. <laughs> Washington, maybe. Oh, really? For some reason that's sticking up in my head. I could be telling you. Oh, maybe that's the next year. It takes like 14 years to get packages to him. I know that. <laughs> yeah well maybe that's a uh maybe that's a maybe good trip up there yeah 100 percent. i mean uh definitely go check out his channel follow him like subscribe all that stuff he's you know which obviously like he's putting a lot of careful thought and consideration into his content and he brings you a lot of good information a lot of tips and everything else as as it pertains to long range shooting it's right in line with the way we like to do stuff so it was an easy decision for me to reach out to him just you know hey let us fucking sponsor you Let's give you ammo because I want to. I want to see channels like that continue, to, yeah. you know, grow and all that stuff. So, go check that out again. Allymunitions dot com. Especially hunting season, 
And then if you're in uh, Midland, go to Alley Outdoors. Stop by, check it out. A lot of, lot of new stuff. Anything to add, Fitzy? Spay and neuter your pets. <sighs> I thought you were going to say no. You did the pause. What's the no pause? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't have. I didn't come up with anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, we appreciate y'all watching. We'll see you guys next time.